welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice, this is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, went toe-to-toe with Ted Cruz in the Commerce Committee hearing in the Senate today, virtually, wearing a ridiculous beard. So the, this was the headline. So of Osama course I clicked Osama bin Dorsey. Perfect. Yes. Although that's a little hard to believe since he went over to Iraq in 2009 with Jared Cohen, who's deep state and deep Google, to make sure Twitter was working fine for whatever shenanigans they were up to over there. This guy's backstory is crazy fishy. And so I clicked through on the video that said he went toe to toe with Ted Cruz and it was your typical Ted Cruz acting without, you know, hamming it up, basically. And Dorsey just like robotically answering, just like Zuckerberg. And I feel like these guys, like he's I, asleep. I say, it, it's like they're in a trance. And so when I read that Zuckerberg was a classics major, classics in is a lot of times you know, you have to memorize a lot. So if you want to go into the CIA, they'll look and see if you were maybe a history major where you had to memorize a lot of dates and facts. Like they look for those skill sets. They what don't is look classics? Classics like Latin and Greek and stuff. Oh. So you have to memorize a lot. That's completely out of your realm. Just like you're memorizing literally Greek. So then he switched. Their cover story is always computers, whatever. But I thought, Maybe the story with Zuckerberg, because when I watched his congressional testimony, he was so good at remembering stuff. And it didn't look like he was thinking and responding. It looked like he was remembering stuff. And Dorsey gives me the same vibe. So I looked into his backstory. He was a model, a masseur, a fashion designer, and an NYU dropout. So these guys are almost all, or many of them, Gates, I think Jobs, Zuckerberg, Dorsey, they are college dropouts. And I wonder if in some cases like these two, their major was never really computers or math. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But if you don't get the degree, a lot of people say they're some kind of major. Like I think Bill Gates said he was a pre-law major at Harvard. Well, Harvard doesn't have a pre-law major. (laughs) Like it just doesn't. Yeah. And... And so then I started piecing together all this story, like Dorsey's image, which is he thinks that it's you don't need to spend a lot of time at work and he likes to pursue other things. He was fired as CEO of Twitter once for leaving work early to go to yoga. Let me just tell you, CEOs don't have hours. You don't get paid by the hour. You don't leave early. You work all the time. You work when you're sleeping. You work when you wake up. You know how Trump works when he golfs. Dorsey works when he yogas. Exactly. Or he's up all night. I mean, you work or you don't work. It's not, you don't get fired for leaving early to go to yoga when you're the CEO. I mean, you do if you're dropping the ball. But when they say they emphasize this guy is insanely hands off, I think it's because he's not, he's just a face job. He's just a face job. And he bears that same so string of qualities that we were always told in business school or whatever did not exist. Like your entrepreneur is not your middle manager, is not your uh, Dow Jones CEO. Like those are are almost mutually exclusive skill sets because entrepreneurs have to be risk think outside the box. 
take chance, all that kind of stuff, have these weird little technical skills, the software stuff. They're not the same guy who speaks to shareholders, which may not be the same guy who speaks to Congress, which is not going to be the guy who manages a 10,000 person company like these are. And all of these tech guys have this whole body of like this breadth of abilities at very young age that are hard to believe. So I have always felt that this guy has is a created person and 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 I think something that I said when this Biden thing started, the Hunter Biden story was suppressed immediately by Twitter. Dean tweeted at me. I went to look at it. It was gone. The New York Post article. And I thought the New York Post is suspended from Twitter. Well, I saw that moment that happened because it was because of that article. Yeah. Dean tweeted at me from the post. And yeah, when I clicked I through, suspended. yeah, and it was gone. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. And I very quickly realized this would be about Section 230. And they're not really talking about that. They're talking about, uh, they've been called in front of Congress Zuckerberg, Pichai of Google, and Dorsey to talk about the parameters for their or their policies on curation of content. Now, it's none of Congress's business because of the Section 230. But buried on page 10 of the journal was the Department of Justice wrote an, a letter uh, that included this example as to why Section 230 should be revisited or scrutinized. And what Section 230 is, is that a platform that does not actually produce or edit or publish or, you know, take a, a, a creative role in the content does not is not legally liable for policing the content, but it does have the right to to curate it for its own branding or whatever. So they have much broader latitude than a traditional print publisher would have, but a traditional print publisher doesn't have that kind of a thing. It's like a bulletin board at a grocery store. Like, yeah, if the grocery store sees something bad, maybe it'll take it off. But basically it's just for the community. So if they got rid of this, if they got rid of Mm -hmm. this, how it would affect the average person would be that they would no longer be able to get access to pretty much anything except mainstream media sources. Is that That's what I think. That's what I think because that, so YouTube, for example, has 10, last I checked, which was at least a year ago, it talks about having 10,000 human sensors to layer on top of the algorithmic sensors. Now, if you want to start boob tube or bit shoot or you know, YouTube and <laughs> if you want to start that you you have to get people to pay you to give you the money that you can set up shop in the basement and and write all the code you need to eat while you're writing the code people need to give you that money yeah so they say well it's 50 50 you're gonna pass or fat you're gonna or it's like a one in ten chance that you're gonna succeed ten nine so i'm going to give a hundred thousand dollars to ten people and one of those people, I'm going to spend a million bucks. One of those people will succeed and I'm going to be worth a hundred million. But I don't know which of those 10. Now, if each of those 10 people said, we also have to build a censorship network, we need to hire 10,000 censors or we need to hire a censor for every bit of content that goes up there. Then, and then for, for some person, some VC to seed 10 guys, 
it would take only one guy would get the million bucks, only one guy. And you'd have to be damn sure that guy was going to succeed. So what do you do? You find a guy who's super deep states, super connected, or you just completely stay away from that field because the risk your sensors aren't going to get through, that are they're going to fail. And then you're going to be open to liability is just way too high. You have to put way too much money in upfront when you don't even know if the platform like that's how incumbents benefit from regulatory barriers to entry because startups just you just there's too high a risk of failure for a startup to have to come in with an accounting department with an environmental department with a you know with a censorship department that's what it's for and it's and these guys are all deep state connected dorsey's with jared cohen in iraq in 2009 they're deep state actors and they will benefit from this What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. And I also want to add that Neighbors 2021 seed packs, their organic seed packs, and their cool weather seed packs are all now available online at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. And that coupon code PROP will get you 10% off. So be sure and check that out. This fits with everything that's going on to control the information right now. The curriculum that they're putting into public schools with Many parents probably not even realizing it. The way that they're demonstrating the reporting on stories like the Hunter Biden story, it's all getting down to this this standard for evaluating information, for determining what's true and what is false. And that standard is you determine what's true by looking at the source and the source alone. Yes, the source is something that you should look at, but also other factors as well. You should analyze content. But the new standard that they're trying to really push forward is, did it come from an authoritative source or did it come from a third-party source? If it came from a third-party source, you're not only not to believe it, it's not even to exist. And you go ahead. I have a, I have a lot about some school curriculum that's going on with this. Yeah. But- so for me, that reminds me of the medical malpractice standards. So when you, you can't sue a doctor for doing bad. You have to sue a doctor for violating commonly accepted protocol. So ventilators are commonly accepted protocol, even though they kill everybody, you can't sue a doctor for not using it, only for using it. So if they use that same thing where they say, okay, an appeal to authority justifies what you've published or what you've cited or what you've repeated, then you really empower that propaganda thing because if you were to be sued for libel and you took it from an authoritarian source, then that may exonerate you. I don't know how those laws work, but it may exonerate you from responsibility. Whereas if someone were to take it from a lesser known source, less authoritative, then it would, then you would share liability perhaps. And that would make you avoid less than super popular sources. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that was in the DOJ letter. It said, I actually wrote it down. They suppressed the New York Post, which is a widely distributed journalism publication. Right. But funny. The, 
yeah, the information that's given is not in line. So if information is truthful, if it doesn't come from an authoritative source, it's false and you're not even allowed to hear it. I, or I think you this, have I to think bear this the risk. I think this is about war. I think this is about getting uniform opinion and no questioning. And I think this is about getting a few sources like CNN and MSNBC and these other sources as the arbiters of your reality and the arbiters of your truth. Anybody who even looks at or discusses the third-party sources, you... You can't even question the authoritative sources because if you question them, then they then you'll be branded as somebody who looks at third party sources and who is conspiratorial, who might be QAnon, which they demonize, and who should just be outcast from society. That's kind of the general framing that I'm starting to get a sense of from this. Then they're putting this into the school curriculum, the uh, school education system. A friend of mine's kid came home with a form to get signed, and the parent had to sign the form to, to allow them to read a book. It was Trevor Noah's book. The It's called A Born a Crime, which is one that they cr- critical race theory people promote across the board. But this is a disinformation course that's presenting itself as a module that's teaching students how to analyze disinformation. Now, this is a school in Cherokee County, which was a huge Trump area, which when I was up there, was people weren't wearing masks. It, they were one of the last areas of people to start to kind of start to wear masks. Like they didn't wear them. So they, they, yeah, they got this into a school up there. And I think part of the way they did it was because they took this school, they put it in the news media on CNN. They shamed that school for two weeks for not, for having seniors take a picture together without mask on, even though none of them tested positive for anything. And that created pressure within the school. The, the teachers felt the pressure because of the national media. They started pressuring students. Students started pressuring each other. Before you know it, I'm going up to this part of town and everybody's wearing a mask. I, I seriously think that had a major impact on it, but you can't get disinformation curriculum, which they've been present, they've been trying to promote this from the UN down since the 2016 Russian interference election. Hard to get that in areas that are right wing because they did not buy the Russian interference thing. However, the invisible monster. You can get that curriculum about disinformation, this new standard in by using this threat of the invisible monster and the pressure of the mask. And before you know it, after all this happened, this curriculum about teaching students how to spot disinformation is suddenly in these right wing areas where these public schools are. And here's what the guy asked the kid. What he's 15. And I said, So, what's your takeaway from the course so far? So, I'm not commenting on what was taught. I'm just commenting on the takeaway from the student. And he said, we're learning that never we should never trust third-party sources because they can just make stuff up and lie to you at any time, and that we should trust authority sources. And the authority sources, the reason people went to third-party sources, this is what they're, they, his takeaway, is because back in the 80s, there was a conglomerate of powerful corporations that could easily own and control the media. You've seen that picture that goes around of the six corporations that owns the media that people used to share around, and that seems to be what they're, they're using. And that back then, it was easier for these corporations to control and manipulate the media. But that was the 80s, and this is now, and these third-party sources are wrong. They can lie to you. So therefore, trust these main sources because it's no longer the 80s. <laughs> because I think it's quite highly concentrated still. Absolutely. But and that, getting worse all the time. That's the reasoning that that's the reasoning and the takeaway being imparted in these highly impressionable young people. And many parents probably are unaware 
that they're learning these things in school and they're also getting they're also having to watch CNN 10 which is CNN's 10 minute wrap up specifically designed for students they're being told that CNN wow. so the here's here's the answer to the question here how do you know this is true CNN said it which one is true this one or that one the one that came from CNN this is a type of reasoning that's being imparted wow. on these students yeah i a- saw that when i was shopping around for schools for my kids it didn't it didn't matter if it was like a republican or a democrat or anything it right. just was everybody was saying like we really have to focus on i mean one of them i guess the difference between republican and democrat was the republicans like we have to teach these kids how to find the truth on the internet and we teach them the three rules authority authority and authority and then the other one was um they were the liberal one they were propagating their like students started clubs and stuff and they said well i'm in the anti-conspiracy theory club and it's like okay right yeah (laughs) yeah the anti that's hilarious And the, the teachers teaching this, they don't you can't teach propaganda or a study of disinformation without starting with a history of it so you understand what it actually is versus what it what they tell you that it is. And so these teachers are regular public school teachers who have been given this curriculum who who there's a highly high likelihood they have no understanding of the history of propaganda or disinformation, yet they are the ones forming the perception of this in the minds of children. It's a scary thing. Well, I have, I think if you look at that, those companies for their integrity or whatever, I noticed something today in the news, Wall Street Journal and CNN, so supposedly opposite sides, they talked about how Kevin Rainier, I believe his name is, of the Nexium cult was sentenced to well over 100 years in prison for his sexual exploitation and fraud and all that with around this cult, which is supposed to be a self-help organization. And in absolutely none of the coverage, zero, not one piece of coverage, did it mention that Kirsten Gillibrand, who is a senator from New York, I, and I, she is running for re-election right now, that her father was a lawyer for Nexium for a while. And I believe he met her stepmother there. I'd have to fact check that little tidbit. But you would think they would say, oh, this has proved an embarrassment for Gillibrand. But of course it hasn't because nobody's talking about it. It's shocking to me. And then when she was running for president and was acting like she would protect women, this exploited women specifically. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to TrueHempscience.com slash PropReport. The Gillibrand, that's an example of that standard. Another example of this standard of only trust the authoritative sources. And so whoever is determined to be these authoritative sources will have control of the perception of our reality. And if you question that, you'll be considered someone who who traffics in third-party sources, which is wrong and bad. Another example is Sanjay Gupta versus Scott Atlas. Scott Atlas is a doctor on Trump's coronavirus task force, the one who tweeted out about 
questioning mask and he got his tweet got blocked from Twitter. He got slammed. The news is saying he's not even a vi- virologist. He doesn't yet. He's the one giving out this information. Yet you flip over to CNN and every single night you have the expert, the person to trust, the person who tells tells you and helps you understand the coronavirus. Sanjay Gupta, also not a virologist, yet we are to trust him because he is coming from the authoritative source. There is no difference in, in the arguments here. Neither one of them are virologists. One of them we are supposed to trust and the other we are not. It is unbelievable. And to drill down even further than somebody's credentials, Fauci, who is really a politician at this point, when I, I was thinking about it, I was thinking about that that ventilators to me are like the new AZT. So the HIV AIDS connection, which Carrie Mullis, the inventor of the PCR test said did not exist. And so did Peter Duesberg from Berkeley. A lot of people have identified that. And I, and having read their works, I agree with that. And having seen my brother die of what looked like AZT poisoning, I agree with it. So, and Fauci is the one who expanded the use of AZT against clinical trial results. Like that wouldn't have been the natural conclusion, but he did it anyway. So he took AZT, which took an HIV AIDS connection, which is spurious. And then he added this like very likely to kill you treatment to people who should only be taking it when they were definitely going to die anyway. And he expanded it beyond that. Very similar to the ventilator thing also on Fauci's watch, which is you take this virus PCR tested thing connected to with a spurious connection to whatever the symptoms are. And then instead of using a ventilator, when someone is really about to die, they put, they expanded the use of ventilators because they said it was for like the health and safety or whatever. And that increased the death rate, which made the pandemic AIDS or COVID actually be worse it's worse and and it was the same guy same thing so people like oh how can you have conspiracies how many people would have to be in on it look at this like bill barr was big time into the conspiracies in the 80s covering stuff up fauci they retread elliot abrams they retread these people comey Mueller. they retread these people always show up know what to do yeah and fauci's been pushing remdesivir for years for aids in the past i believe for ebola because it costs so much freaking money. That's my opinion anyway. It's really expensive, and you got this drug. We need to find a use for it so people will spend their money on it. it this is a dangerous new standard of truth that they're really pushing right now when it comes to this authoritative sources. Never trust the third-party sources. And what I told the kid was, because he's a smart kid, he doesn't buy all the stuff the teacher says, but I said, look, you can't tell this to your teacher. That's, that's BS. What she is teaching you guys, if that's what she's teaching, is BS, but don't ever say that to her. Don't ever say that to any of your classmates because you could get reported as someone who doesn't believe in the science hard enough or something like that, and they might escort you out of the school. So don't ever say that. So put your head down, take the class, pass it. All you got to do is say CNN said it, and that's probably going to be the answer to every single question. So get a good grade on it, but just know that she's teaching you a standard that is not it is not the actual way that news should be analyzed. And make sure you don't call her out on that because you'll get in trouble. Hopefully that's good advice. Hopefully he he doesn't call the teacher out on it. But um, it, it, ask your kids. If you have kids and they're in high school or middle school or elementary school, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some some modules being taught about 
the, about analyzing misinformation. Ask them if they're being forced to watch CNN 10. Find out what they're being I, taught about mis- and disinformation. I've seen handouts come home, uh, CNN handouts come home over the years. Yeah. Yeah, for the kids, designed for the kids. Yeah, yeah. It, it's this is how This is how they change the culture for, for the long haul. Oh, is they, they teach oh. the children how not to think and how not to yes, analyze the news. Yes, yes. Two things fold into that. Uh, uh, Mr. A, friend of the show, messaged me today saying he's in school and he wrote a paper where he analyzed the material and and concluded that it disproved the thesis about what's you know what's fair or if there is fairness in the world or whatever the definition of fairness and the teacher gave it back to him and said i will let you do this over it's an f paper because you reached the wrong conclusion oh my gosh yeah so like when i was growing up the you know your conclude they absolutely would not tell you it wasn't could not be about the conclusion okay so then i fold that in with thinking about how this online learning will most likely be i mean i've heard people suggest this be staggered so that you and i've taken tests like this tests that are given on a computer and you have to get it right or something i don't know like you have to get a certain score or they make you start over i don't know what but it's a pathway so like if you get it right you keep going if you don't get it right you have to go take other like more questions and figure it out as you go or whatever so they take so they will take people kids learning and they and they can assign an infinite number of ai teachers to get you to the right conclusion at different paths. So wherever you go, it's like I watched Bandersnatch from Black Mirror the yeah. other day. Yeah. Did you watch it? I did. I think it's just one story. Because There's if you get it wrong, they, they the, make those, you start over. They have these games too that are apps that are yeah. just very similar to Bandersnatch where they can just kind of film art alternatives that, that kind of, they don't tread too far from the main storyline. Yeah, I think the the final scene, I mean, I didn't do all different, you know, every possible combination, but honestly, if I went down the wrong path, it would literally flip me back to the beginning and I just had to start over and then I wouldn't even have the choices I had before. Yeah. So they kind of bank on most people taking X choice, but I played it more than once because I wanted to see how it worked and you could just see how it punishes you for not taking the right path and whatever path you do take, it's going to get you back on the path. And it even like one of right. the very earliest paths, like, why are you choosing that path? That guy's evil. So it's, it's a, like, well, it's I just an illusion to of see. choice is really what it is. Yes. And it it's like a dog collar. If you get it wrong, it's going to Shock shoot you, you back yeah. on the other way. But I wanted to just point out, I thought of a third example. So remember when like the... <laughs> Like things a rapist might say, we were talking about like when they're like, just accept the new reality. And we're just like, yeah, it's a new Jeopardy category. And then yesterday we had Bill Gates saying, you know, the reason we're in this situation is because of your behavior. It's entirely under your control. It's like that's things a wife beater might say. And then the other thing I was thinking. I have to say, I have to say, if you wanted to cut a quick minute video where you just said things a rapist might say and then you cut to clips of bill gates <laughs> no he's the wife beater or the wife yeah you, he's you not get, a wife beater he sounds like a wife beater he says things a wife beater might say i will not tweet this stuff because i don't feel like it's going right. to pass muster but i thought of another one like the same thing uh what a a pederast might say which is i was listening to a guy being interviewed it was like nambla the national association of man boy love something like that 
Oh, yeah. And and he was furious because some like journalist said, we want to hear your side of the story. And he was super nice. That's what Jordan Peterson said about the chick whose mind he blew. He said she was really, really ass kissingly nice before she got him on live TV. And then she started effing with him and then he yeah. blew her mind up, which he didn't like doing. But she asked, for it. she asked for it, man. Right. So anyway, so this guy said <laughs> so this. So then the, the journalist starts like drilling him about being a pedophile, pederast, and he's and he's getting he's getting madder and madder. And he said, "Look, the re- these boys, these children enjoy what I'm doing to them, and they only feel bad about it later because of how you talk about it. That's their absolute premise, 100 percent present. You shame them, and yes, I do believe that there that you that kids feel uh, people who are the victim of abuse often feel." shame and and i'm sure that's because of people's approach to those those situations but his idea is that the shame is what causes it you know is the external thing that you could just get people to get their mind around it being okay and it would be okay so is that that's what they're how doing it, with hunter biden i think that's what well maybe but i think that's what they're doing with the new the great reset yeah i own nothing I have no privacy and I'm happy. Right. Yeah. (laughs) The opposite of what what you would think. But with the Hunter Biden story and all the images of the underage girl that are on the hard drive, the text messages that he himself sent saying that his mom and his dad don't they tell people that he shouldn't be around younger girls because he's inappropriate around. I can't believe that. Can you read me a quote? Yeah. Here, I'll pull it up real quick from the text message. They tell people I'm sexually inappropriate with her daughter. Here's another one. Or my mom tells him things like I'm sexually inappropriate with children. This is Hunter Biden text What message. the F? This is him sending a text message. Yes. To whom does it say? Probably. And another text message. It's with a family friend. I don't know who the family friend is. Another Dude, one said, whoa. And by the way, if you think that anything you ever transmit on that phone that you don't even own, I believe Apple like claims that they are just licensing it to you until it breaks, something like that. Yeah. If you think that anything is private on any of it, you are wrong. Yeah, right. It's totally not private at all. I mean, the, all these text messages are linked. Uh, maybe they, you know, you know where they were. They were on the hard drive, and Apple automatically saves your text messages I know. on your computer. I know. I didn't I, realize that. I've seen that, but but a, a court now. Obviously, this isn't a real investigation, but a, it's. I think it's a very easy for them to have a court order to AT and T or whatever to give you to get your text history. Because I had a problem with somebody once who like fraud. I had a fraud problem, and I, and I said, "Oh, I wonder if we could get the text messages." And it was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." There's a pretty easy way to do it. And, and these text messages, he's also talking about how that this goes to the press. He's screwed, and like it, it's, you know, nobody has come out and said that they're not true. And it goes back to that standard that we just talked about. It's another example of this. They don't even try to defend it. They just say, don't even look at it. It's not true. It doesn't matter because it comes from a, quote, third-party source. It's not an authoritative source. Jake Tapper's explanation, Jake Tapper said, we're not even going to cover the Hunter Biden stuff because it's too abhorrent, too disgusting to even cover. Just don't believe it. Just trust me, the authoritative source. Okay, but 
peeing on being peed on by prostitutes is not. For our next story, Donald Trump peed on <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> hey, wait, didn't was it Hunter who said that he was Q? No. Bobaninsky. This was Bobaninsky. Oh, right, right, right. He did an interview. <laughs> I with... did a lot of research, and I never saw that guy's name come up in anything. I've seen Whitey Bulger's nephew. I've seen Chris Hines, John Kerry's yeah. stepson. I've seen Devin Archer, who is convicted and then has conviction overturned by a Mueller associate. There's pictures but... of the guy with Hunter Biden stuff years. Like, I believe it, but I just, happening. I just, it's. I would like to hear what Devin Archer has to say. I would like to hear what St- Stanford has to say. I would like to hear what Jim Biden has to. say say who is yeah, in a fraudulent you know i would, I would like to hear what john Kerry has to say an overbroad takeaway from that interview he did with tucker is absolutely joe biden was aware of what was going on with the dealings with china and hunter biden's dealings with china ukraine and all of this stuff i think hunter was just the beard i don't think he knew what was going on i think hunter was his beard for the stuff he was doing what hunter is his patsy Oh, his he was just his front, you know, his cover. Yeah. Because he himself couldn't do it. I think Jim and Hunter, his brother, his brother and his son were both ne'er do wells. And say, hey man, I just need you. Like, think about it. Whitey Bulger's brother was this really powerful state senator in Massachusetts, and that guy's son, Whitey Bulger's nephew, is Hunter Biden's partner. Like this stuff isn't. It's weird. crazy. You know, it's and, not and they're weird. Not talking about it. It's a crazy story. <laughs> it's criminal. Yeah, it is. And he said that he believes that Hunter Biden is completely compromised, which is what I said yesterday. Obviously, a crackhead who is that just callous is going to be compromised. He's going to be a target for compromise. But my favorite part of the interview was at two points. This guy said, Bobaninsky, he said it kind of subtly the first time, but then really emphasized it the second time. He said, I've seen this documentation. I have, I have. Q-level clearance. I've seen the documentation. And then a few minutes later, I have Q-level clearance. <laughs> Didn't I, Legal Man tell us about this? What is Q-level clearance? It's high, It's apparently high up clearance. In like, to, intel- like intelligence in yeah, the government? Yeah, to intelligence, all, classified like, information about this stuff. Yeah, this guy had, this is like one of the highest levels Q- of clearance according to him. Q Anon. So it's a Q guy anonymous. And then wasn't our Illuminati watcher saying it may have maybe B Annan? Steve Bannon? There was a theory Q about Annan, it being Steve Bannon. Called, and yeah. Steve Bannon is definitely involved in this story. Steve Bannon's one of the people oh, who brought right. this story to us. Right. Which is oh which is gosh, how they so which funny. is why they say you can't trust Steve Bannon, so that story's a lie. Holy cannoli. All right. I, I have I have t- I have the crazy stuff why LA is still locked down. It is absolutely crazy. And you've got to hear about this in the patron 15. I want to, uh, oh, I can tell you if you live in a state that is uh, highlighted for a high risk of militia activity around the election. I'll tell you about that. But I do want to tell people that if you... Uh, want to support the show? That's great. If you love the sponsors, that's great. If you want to be a sponsor, email me at the propaganda report podcast at gmail.com. If you want to support our sponsors, please go to the page on the com. We, you can get uh, photography, you can get books, you can get uh, attire, you can get homesteading stuff, CBD, all that kind of stuff. It would just be a nice thing, especially around Christmas time to support these fans of the show or get some of our merch. Also, 
The DPP for the first Friday of November is going to be the fifth Friday. So you can join us this Friday. And I will even have a special offer if you want to join Patreon before Friday. Message me as soon as you join and I will send you a mug or T-shirt of your choice uh, for as long as supplies last. Throwing that out there. It's like a two-day offer. So jump on it. Yeah, and... We've gotten some great reviews from you guys on iTunes. Thank you. It's 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 kind. It, it's motivating, and we really appreciate it. And if you want to leave a review, go over iTunes and do it. Uh, it helps us show up in the search engines. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you do want access to that extra content that we post every time we post to DMV, go to patreon.com slash propagandareport and become a patron. We will talk to you all tomorrow. <laughs>